Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nelson Mania. Alongside for the ride is the man that was almost a part of Retribution, except when they gave him the name, he went, huh, JC. Yeah, they wanted me to uh, call me uh, Dick Licker, and they said I was too <laughs> tall. But then, of course, they obviously changed their mind, because now they got a bunch of behemoths. But we're going to get to Retribution, Nestlemania. But this is the fucking shine is where we start. And you know what's far from that? That fucking word. Voldemort. Bye-bye. But you know what's my biggest shot of the week? It is on Raw. Can you guess? Oh, God, no. I mean, I... Seth Rollins promo. Oh, Jesus. Saying that Aaliyah is not race kid. I fucking... This, I would, you know, we've said it by like ten times now. Like this feud's got to be over, right? There's no way that they can keep it going. But then they do something like this, and I'm like, holy shit, I want this to keep going. Like I can't get enough. Ray, uh, Seth versus the Mysterios, like this is one of the best things they've ever done. Like consistently, where it's just like every time you think it's over, they throw another wrinkle, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, you got me. Like I'm back in. Like I just literally like I'm back in, start to finish. You know, they obviously were in a little tag match. That was whatever it was. They, don't bury Murphy. don't don't bury the lead. That was a shitty three way. It was, but that's why I'm not talking about now. It's the shine, bro. I'm talking about later. But but Seth comes out and it's like, okay, what's he gonna do now? Do we is he moving forward? Nope. He starts dragging him through the mud. He says he's got a freaking uh, DNA test, saying Dom is not your son. Of course, Ray freaks out. But that's when Seth pulls the switcheroo. And it's just like maybe I got the wrong kid, and that's when it turned to Aaliyah in WrestleMania. Something that I didn't expect. Is Aaliyah actually being a major part of the storyline? Obviously, they tease the Murphy thing. They're going forward with that. Yeah. But now they're going forward with the rift with her dad, where he starts speaking for her and calls her naive. She storms off. Then you go backstage. He tries to calm her down. She spoke. I was, I was like, whoa, she does speak. And then later, Murphy came over and apologized. Batter up. Home run. I'm in. It's back. Best thing in WWE right now. Let's go. Forever. Forever. You actually, you actually believe everything you're saying right now. I like legitimately like I watched this, and I watched Raw. There were only two things on Raw that I actually like enjoyed, and this was by far my. And I look back at SmackDown, I'm like, this was the best thing of the week. It had me. It was gripping. It was fun. It was interesting. Seth's on fire right now. Dominic is straight fire. Fucking, I care. This I was care. so. Here's the thing. First off, you're bearing the lead. This was the worst week of Dominic ever. Do anything. He literally did nothing. He, 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 he fucked up like two or three things in his matchup. Real, real that bad. That whole match was fucked that, up. That whole match needed to go away for, yeah, for something exactly. that we didn't need. But we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, in the heat. But the thing that I was convinced, convinced what, as I said on Twitter, is that and it must be in the Mysterio DNA to, to act like a robot with no emotion because that that promo with Aaliyah being like, naive. Do you know what that means? You know, and then she she stormed off. It's a nineteen-year-old who's probably never acted in her life being asked to do something on TV. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Come on, hold on. 
Can you tell me with a straight face that a spoiled brat like that doesn't wow. know how now to get her now way? You're projecting. Oh yeah. Now you're projecting. Hold on. You're gonna brat. tell me. You're gonna tell me a girl or a boy like Dominic doesn't know how to get their way with a with a dad like Mysterio. Come on. Come on. You can say that about any kid with any parent. It doesn't matter if they're famous. Spoiled brat. She knows how to get her oh, way. She, listen, she knows how to you play her projecting. dad like a fiddle. No, 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 no. This is your problem. You project what you want to happen, and you try to think it's gospel. It's not. There's only one Messiah, and that's Seth Rollins. Listen, that not was you. well done. Well done. But I will say this much. I'm not a fan of it. I, I, I enjoy. Of course not, because you hate everything. Oh, Jesus. That's what Ray said. Yeah, Ray, Ray. listen to Ray. <laughs> Ray, Ray. Ray has half his brain removed and thinks he's a bunny. Like, he's that half. Happy all the time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he's that happy. I, I, whatever he is, I want to bottle it up and have it because Ray Ray is sunshine every fucking day of the week, and I, I wish I was that happy. However, you have to admit that Aaliyah did not do a great job, and you get it. Here's something. Here's something. What that, are you expecting from me? You expect her to come on and be the best promo? Of no, all I'm just saying. I'm just You're saying. Out of your fucking mind no, I'm not. Listen, listen, listen. I, I refuse. I refuse to lower expectations when oh there is God. a professional wrestling show that has professionals on it. When you have amateurs on it, you get amateur shit. So you want everyone to be able to cut a promo like Stone Cold? That's no, talk, no. And you're gonna be disappointed every time. Oh, I want this person to be the Miz. That's not what I'm day. saying. You're, you're taking no. Out of your mind, no, you're bro. taking you're taking complete out of, out, words out of, out of my mouth. Mind. No, I, what I'm saying is prep her. It's a fucking pandemic, bro. Yeah, I know. Thanks for masking <laughs> up, by the way. Look, I, I just in said my, this in my, my apartment. Who am I it was, on? Yeah, exactly. Nobody, because nobody wants to be around you. Well, because I have coronavirus, bro. That's not funny. That was awkward. Yeah. This is yeah. al- this is almost as un- uncomfortable as Buddy talking to her. To me, that to the, that part right there was the creme de la creme of crap. Because I, I was sitting there, feel like I know we usually talk about how great uncomfortable it is and how it creates cash. This is the wrong kind of uncomfortable. I don't need a thirty-one-year-old man talking to a nineteen-year-old girl. That's just weird. It's just weird. And, and I know, I know they had to because he, you know, she put her hand on him and all that thing, whatever. But they're slowly. But surely, trying to dismantle the family, which I understand, like most of it makes sense to me. But this Aaliyah thing is just like I would prefer to her just to stay completely out of it. You know what I would have rather done? Here's something that, and I'm not going to say Aaliyah is better or worse, whatever, or or whatever, whoever I'm going to pick right now is better or worse. I would have, oh I would have rathered, honest to God, Mysterio's wife. I would have rathered that because that would have been less. Less uncomfortable in a ooh, creeper, and we're in this. We're in this whole speaking out wrestling thing. It's just weird. Oh. Like it just feels weird to me to have this entire thing going on. And- Look at man, I'm like I'm not gonna like comment on that directly, but it's just one of those things. It's like you have to tiptoe around this thing very yeah, carefully. Yeah, but it's just it's just it's one of those things. It's not. It's I don't know. No matter what I say, it's gonna be taken out of context. Sure, but it doesn't bother me in that way because it's not. It's not that bad. Like it's not like it depends where they're going with it, but it's it's supposed to make it a little like weird. But I'm I'm more of like I want to see how this moves forward. Sure. It's just it is odd to me because it's like, does she want to be a wrestler or something, or is this just they're just no? She wants to be famous. Her in the store. She wants well, to be no, famous. But no, but no, but it's not. A lot of people want to be famous. It doesn't mean they're going to put her on TV. Clearly, WWE sees the reason. We're like, this is a good angle to move these this forward and like continue to push the Seth Dominic Ray thing, and they're like. They, I'm just it's just interesting to me because it's like a lot of the times when you see it it's like okay well they might want to actually be used like maybe she wants to be it but if not it's just like it's very weird that she's becoming such a you big know, focus and WWE's doing here's, it here's, here's the issue that made me kind of have nails on the chalkboard moment for me 
when she's cutting that promo, all I could think about was she has no business to be in, in wrestling whatsoever because she probably has no interest in doing it. She probably wants to be famous. And honestly, she made me think that she was Brooke Hogan. Like she has no appreciation probably for what they go through every day. Her father even said it as an insult to her that you have no idea because you don't, you're not a wrestler and you don't want to be one or whatever he said. And she stormed off. So like, is she wrestling though? She's not wrestling. No, I'm not saying that portion of it. I'm saying it's like, no different than it, like no, someone who's like a manager being. No, but you know that. What I mean? No, no, no. That's that's completely she's different. Not, she's just a, she's an on-screen character. That's fine, and and the, and if that's a weapon in the tool belt of uh, mysterious weaponry, if you want to say that, that's fine. But notice how the mother hasn't said much. You know what I mean? Like they're not using the mother for a certain reason, even though they probably should, because she probably would be less deadpan than both their kids. Well, I think they're saving it because uh, if they're saying she's not. And if Ray's not the daddy, that means she would know who the daddy is. So that's going to come. I don't think, honestly, I don't even think we're even going to talk about the daddy issue anymore. I think it's more of a, they made the naive comment that they've made the joke and now they're not even going to, they're not even going to reference the fact that she's not a mysterious kid, I bet. They're just going to say that was. They're going forward with it. They're 100% going forward. I would expect, I would expect WWE to be like, ah, he didn't really mean it. And so we're doing this whole thing about how the. The daughter got mad at Ray, and now there's a dissension. That's where we're headed. I don't think we're headed into, like, a paternity test on a pole match. They could have done that a million different ways, though. So the fact that they did this and Seth had the paperwork, they're, they're doing something with it. It's happening, baby. It's happening. The Messiah. All right, so tell me what else you enjoyed because you're Mr. Sunshine here. Uh, the only other thing on Raw that I enjoyed is fucking Raw Underground. Raw has gotten so bad that Raw Underground is now good. Yes. And part, part of it is because, like, the fucking the Braun stuff was yeah. great. Because it's just like we're back to we're back to what made Braun great again. Even Ziggler versus Jobber Twelve, I was entertained by. Rudy Mo got back in the saddle. They got a fucking interview right now in WrestleMania. Still, the one downside for Raw Underground is fucking Shane McMahon, and like I just it's so bah. But like the Raw Underground is fun. Like as someone who's in this quarantine era, become a fan of UFC. It's like people who are bad at fighting fighting UFC style, but it's entertaining because they're people I know. It's a different environment. They have a little music fed going. It's fast tempo. It's just, it's something, it's something on the show that isn't complete shit. And now that they're actually like booking fights, it's starting to feel like, okay, these bragging rights actually mean something. And it's not just random happenings. There's clear cut people winning by decisions and stuff. And so it's, this is like, for me, it's been a fun part of raw when raw has not been good. So this week, Second best trend of the week for me. I listen. I wanted to see Baba Faba, whatever his name is, get Baba uh, Kato. Kato whatever. It was one syllable off. Kato. Whatever. Faba Dugagu. I don't care what his name is. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's that's a joke for like three people. But anyway, I will say this much. I was uh, interested in the whole bronze segment. I didn't necessarily love Baba Kato and Ko the whole thing. I enjoyed the slap. Like I'll get to you later. I was so I was so thrown off by the end of the Ko show with the whole, like, Alistair Black yeah. portion. But the part of, like, okay, like, we see these bohemists later. You know, I'm a promoter. I'm a promoter. I didn't mind that point. And then, of course, when we had the actual, you know, showdown, it was great. I don't necessarily understand the uh, the brawn shaved head with the driving gloves and the whole, like, I thought it looked more it's like the like Fiend. It's like a but, more rugged fighter look. Yeah. You know? I just don't know what to think, honestly, about it. But, I look, I enjoyed that very much. I, I, I chuckle every time I see Riddick Moss because I'm just like, this guy, this poor Bro, bastard. you got to get on with Riddick Mo, baby. Riddy Mo picking up dubs every week except for when he gets beat up by Braun. You know how you, you know, I forget exactly how you said this to me, but we were joking a long time ago when we did this podcast. There's certain people who just rack up wins so they can lose, have a lose like to somebody else. So yes. it means something. So Riddy Mo is that guy. He's he's the guy yeah, that he racks up he, he sacks of potatoes. 
Same thing as Dada Kagago here. He was built up so they could feed him LeBron. It's true. It's true. But I'm, it's realistic. Undefeated. If Braun goes into that fucking place, none of them are beating up Braun. That was the only guy who had a shot. But know why Braun beat him? Braun is faster, smarter, and more experienced. Smarter? Really? The guy, the guy I think he is. Braun has more experience. He's Braun's smarter than you think, man. Like, when he gets rage mode, he might go a little crazy. But Braun's not an idiot. And he's quick and nimble for a guy that size. Like Tom a... Keto couldn't keep up. Knockout. Nim- nimble like a bunny, you say. Yeah. All the right. other thing on Raw is on WrestleMania. Always in the shine. Did you notice where that Mandy Rose promo aired? Right as Asuka was coming out. Because that means she's going to beat her for the title. Future champ. Let's go. We'll end it there. Right. <laughs> the rest of it, we'll end it there. Let's you go over anything to... else on Raw? You oh, enjoyed? for God's sakes. I don't even think I have anything positive to say about anything this week. Honest to God. All right. To SmackDown we go then. I really like... This whole this whole Monday Night Raw, with the exception of the Hurt Business, was part of it. The Hurt Business I enjoyed. But I we'll love get, the Hurt Business. But yeah, I don't want to. The problem is they were they they took my favorite thing on Raw and took my least favorite thing on Raw, and the least favorite like river of shit just fucking drowned my boys. It took their it took as our mouths wide yeah, open it was like and just boom. Yeah, it was like quicksand just sucked them into the shit. But on SmackDown WrestleMania, um, hashtag JC's hopes come true. Triple threat ladder match, baby! <laughs> I have a reason to watch Clash of Champions. I was going to say, we're Triple all... Ladder match. Everybody, everybody's got a wrestle boner for this one. This this one yep. right here is going to be so friggin' awesome. And I, I'm not even going to put it up too high in my mind. I'm just like, I just want to see a car wreck. We haven't seen a good car Vulnerability, wreck Vulnerability, 10. 10 out of 5. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Although we don't Super say that. Fire. let's go. Okay, Super Hot Fire, that's fine, that's fine. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, they're the, honestly, when I watch SmackDown, these three of the open, well, I'll, 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 Sami Zayn's really carrying this entire thing. Yes. The other two are just kind of there, but yeah. it, once the bell rings, they're all going to be there, so I'm fine oh. with that. Pants Absolutely off, fine go. with that. But uh, look, the, there's the, the thing that kind of perked my interest, and you're going to laugh at me for this, as stupid as it is, it perked my interest a little with the Otis, Miz, and Morrison. I love thing. it. I love it's this so shit, simple, love but it. it's yeah. it works. And the whole thing of like the Miz being like calling while he's like half naked and he's just like <laughs> looking like tidy that. Whitey. He has that like yeah, yeah, tidy whites, but you you know whatever that his choice whatever. And then he, yep. he he has that like great concussed, confused look that he doesn't get to use very much. And this one was like, is that enough? You know, like the way he he is. And then of course later he gets slapped with a lawsuit. It just gets slapped with a lawsuit. And very interesting, I don't know if you noticed this, Tucker says to him, because Otis is like, we're in trouble, buddy. And he goes, no, Otis, you're in trouble. And I was, I was, ooh, ooh. So when your boy's down, Tucker. It's the last tag team left. You might as well break them up. I mean, <laughs> they might as well just burn the whole place to the ground. Burn it down, division. You know, but, ugh, there's that, that, that. So I'm curious. I mean, I had a hope. I think I'll, I'll probably uh, repurpose it for later about uh, Otis okay. and the Miz. But I, but... Then I won't, then I won't say what I want to say, but all I'll say is No, that... no, no, go ahead, go ahead, because I guarantee no, no, you no. it won't be what I say. Okay, well, I, I want a court segment next week. Okay, like, yeah, I mean, that... I, I want I want Otis and Miz in a fucking court with David Otunga and everyone else, blah blah. blah. Yeah, but I will say this because you mentioned something about the Miz. When I watch this segment, this is why everything the Miz does is always good, no matter how silly it is, because the Miz is willing to do anything. If you look down the roster of fucking heels, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, you can even go to AEW, there is a very very small group of people who will do what the Miz did to get this over. To, and to stay in his, to wear those tidy righties, to be in his underwear, to make a complete ass of himself, to fucking put this over. You ask a lot of people on that roster, they're gonna be like, "I'm not going that way, all the way there." Guarantee it. 
But that is why the Miz, the Miz is always willing to make an ass out of himself. And that's why he's fucking great. And I love him. And I appreciate him. And the fact that he continued to be in his underwear backstage was the cherry on top to really get this to the next level for me. I love this shit. I'm enjoying it. As silly as it is, as ridiculous as it is, as fucking low hanging fruit as it is, it works. So let me ask you this much. Uh, because we are going to have a go home on Friday, there potentially could be a court segment or he has to make a decision. Do you think that there is a possibility that they're going to hang that contract up for a ladder match as Clash of Champions? You know, Clash, Clash I've been wondering that. I've been wondering that because it, but it's also like, who's in the match? Mm-hmm. Is it Miz or Morrison? Right. Or is it both? Or But that's something I thought about. It's like we haven't had like the briefcase on the line in a while. That This would this is a feud where it actually kind of works. We like That could be the legal ramification where Miz wins the case and they get the briefcase on above the ring. So... Yeah, I think that's a very strong possibility. So here's here's something else that I want to say. As much as I enjoy this stuff, there is a fatal, huge fatal flaw to this entire lawsuit. Do you know what it is? Or would you like me to expound upon it? I'm sure there's many, but sure. <laughs> okay. All Otis has to do to get out of this is cash, cash in. Cash it in. Just yeah. cash in. Yep. That's it. He hasn't I, even tried it yet. Nope. He hasn't even tried it Nope. Yet. If he cashes in, there's no lawsuit. Yep. And even if there is, they drop it because they can't get what they want. Yep. Fatal flaw. When I was watching but it, I went, what? fatal flaw. Guess what? It's no. predetermined. <laughs> it is predetermined. And that's okay. You know what? I'm okay. I'm willing to eat my popcorn and see where this goes. But, yes, me too. but I will say, again, I just I hate watching something and having something so glaringly obvious where the opportunity is itself the opportunity. And they're not going like like it would be funnier to me. And I'll, I'll probably expound upon it a little bit more. If Otis was trying to get rid of it, like trying to do something with it before he had to cash in. To me, that's better. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's all I'm going to say. Shall we move on? Anything else on the uh, the SmackDown that you enjoyed? Yeah, um, I'm still enjoying the fucking uh, the, the Samoan duo there together. I'm enjoying the back and forth. With This week it was Uso, Jim, Jay Uso, who stole the pin from Roman. Um, but by the way, did you notice Roman Reigns came out time for the match? He was the first one out there because um, he continues to be the guy, and he's not someone you want to put in a box or put extreme labels on. Like everyone always wants to go all the way to the right or all the way to the left. It's just like politics. Same thing as wrestling. Y'all want heels and faces. Well, there's one guy in the middle, the guy. Guy, man. That's all I gotta say. And I gotta say, if he's in the middle of the aisle, he's getting things done. Yep, exactly. So. Smiles and hugs after the match. Obviously, Roman stared him down after because, you know, that's what he is. He's a good guy. He's a bad guy. What is he? Because he's the guy. So he does both. That's what he is. It's a stud. Love him. I'm enjoying this. It's been for something where we know pretty much the sure. end result is going to be Roman remains champion. The road to get there and how it happens is one of the more fascinating things in the WWE right It's now. a device that we don't get to see very much in wrestling where everybody's yes. in on it except the person who's going to get the pounding. Like, it, yeah. he, is, he has no clue. He has. Yep. He, he thinks to himself, "It's going to be handshakes, hugs for you know. Let's get steak after the show, kind of stuff." And then, <laughs> you know, he's going to get he's going to get a whooping, and it's not going to be a laydown as we talked about. It's it, this is going to be a, the more. I'm, would I see that look last week? Yeah, I think he's going to ask him to lay down. He's going to say no, and then it's going to be boom, boom, boom. You yeah. got the big dog, Superman punch, spear. Let's go. Ooh ah. Ooh ah, all over your face. Ooh ah. Okay. Sorry. Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? Retribution. Save that for retribution. Something else that something else. Yeah, exactly. Something else that made me very excited, and uh, it was a very, 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 very small segment. 
was uh, the fact that Alexa Bliss uh, was told and said, you know, by Lacey after the match, what are you, waiting for the Fiend? And then she snapped into some trance, hit a Sister Abigail for some reason because Lacey let her put her in it. I don't know how that fucking happened. And then, you know, she hits a Sister Abigail, walks out in trance. I I appreciated that, that she looks that thousand-yard stare and she does that whole thing. It's intriguing, and you're asking questions. And in, in, a, in, a, uh, in a world full of wrestling where there's not a lot of interest right now, I think that this is asking enough questions for me as a fan to go, okay, like I— we don't know if she's with the fiend, if she's not with the fiend, if she's just having some type of personal side effect to it all. We don't know. When we're going to keep finding out slowly and slowly and slowly, and I think it might teeter into you know the Nikki Cross aspect of it, where she she somehow cost Nikki the match again for the four hundredth time because she's in the I middle think that's of something. Where we're and I think we're going to see that Nikki's going to get upset because Nikki's going to end up you know losing again, and then she's going to have to fight you know Bliss and try to fight her best friend or beat the fiend out of her supposedly, and that's not going to fucking happen. So. I think that if it's not next month at Hell in a Cell, it'll be somewhere down the line, maybe Survivor Series, where we see the full transformation of Alexa Bliss or, or some type of transformation where Nikki Cross will have to actually do something. But it's intriguing enough for me. Yeah, this, the Alexa Bliss portion was nice. And it's always nice to see Lacey Evans because I'm a certified nasty man. I appreciate what she does. You're a there. certified nasty. I'm a certified nasty. The punch, nice. by the way, the punch in the the uh, moment of bliss was great. It was just like so, oh, like fantastic. it was just like she was just like, and the way she like sold it, like <laughs> oh my, like I have the vapors, and she kind of like withered away, or whatever. It was just, it was so stupid. It was just so bad. But she's I, over the top, and yeah. that's why I enjoy her. I, yeah. I enjoy people who are over the top with their gimmicks and their everything, and that's why I like Lacey Evans. So speaking of uh, over the top, I gotta ask you this. Yes. Being a uh, Bailey and Sasha Homer yourself. Oh, hell yeah. Aren't we out? How'd you feel about that segment, bud? Well, so I told you they'd be remote, and she was. She was remote backstage. <laughs> she didn't come out to the rain. She was sounding with the neck brace, so all the fucking marks on the internet. It's too soon for her to come back. <laughs> she has to tell it all the way to the Royal Rumble. Because, yeah, that's what they're going to do. They're going to take one of their biggest stars off TV for fucking five months. And have them fucking just waste all this time and money and not have her fucking around. When the most popular act for five months, she can make a return to the Rumble. Here's the thing, morons. She can still win the fucking Rumble, even if she's around. But she did what she was supposed to do. She sold the interview with her neck brace. The segment probably wasn't the best because these types of promos are not Sasha's strength. They never have been. She's never been a good victim. Um, I feel like she's always better as the bully. So her in the victim role... It's tougher to buy, um, so I get any criticism that would come there. Um, since she was actually backstage, it made sense that Bailey would attack her. Um, but that's why, again, I would have had her do it from her fucking house. But, hey, I guess she lives close enough. She drove in with a fucking neck brace or took an Uber or something. They sat her in a fucking metal chair backstage, and I uh, got the Michael Cole special. So there it is. Anderson Cooper light, if you will. There you go. There you go. Anything else that you'd like to talk about? Maybe maybe a segment like Know Your Bro. I don't know if that was something that made you tickle pink. I don't know. Are we going to the heat? Because <laughs> honestly, that, that's a good place to start if you really want to go. Look at man. Bro. This has been my thing ever since they called that Matt Riddle. The reason, because when Matt Riddle, before he debuted, I'm like, I'm going to fucking hate this guy. He looks stupid. He sounds stupid. He acts stupid. But then he's just there, and they let him just be Matt Riddle, like organically. And he won me over instantly. I thought I, everything that, that I thought I would hate about him, I liked about it because it was authentic. It's just like this guy legitimately is just a stoner bro who wants to have a good time and just kick people's butt with his goofy bare feet, sandal flips, the stupid hair, the stupid hat. 
But ever since they have called him up to SmackDown, they have WWE-ified his fucking gimmick and made it so over-the-top and enforced and unbearable and inauthentic, it fucking sucks. And this promo is the fucking straw that broke the camel's back, man. This is, like, typical of, like, what the fuck are you doing to this guy? Just let him be Matt Riddle. Don't try to spell it out for people. Don't force it. You don't have to force it with a guy like this. The reason why he has that gimmick is because he is that gimmick. So don't fucking do stupid segments like this. They're so fucking bad. They're inauthentic. They're unwatchable. It's just like, this is like, it goes back to like the Aleister Black fucking in the dark promos. It's It's that level of fucking bad and unnecessary for someone who doesn't need that. Like, are you kidding me, man? I feel bad for the guy. Because this is fucking terrible. This is the broad way to do it. But it's typical WWE. This is why these guys struggle sometimes. When I watched this, I cringed on so many different levels. But it it harkened back to me from when uh, RVD cut a promo at One Night Stand. He goes, before things things when RVD's limited vocabulary were cool and whoa and yeah, bro. You know, whatever he'd do with his pointing his fingers, he's like, I had a vernacular. And like, he would talk about how, whatever. And it just made me feel like anybody that's a stoner in WWE must be Spicoli. Like, that's exactly how they look at it. It's not even like, you know, you can have a little bit of pot and have some, you know, like intelligent conversation because clearly none of them have actually, you know, smoked and then had these amazingly lucid conversations like you can when you have marijuana, but that's fine. None of that matters because it got watered down with Know Your Bro and it made me very upset. Because uh, now, like you said, it's not something, not that I was a huge supporter of the guy, but I did find him entertaining. Yeah. And now I've just gone to the, uh, to the place where I don't like to go, where you can't come back from. You know what I mean? That's, that's as a fan, I'm just like, I, 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 I would say not going back. I think this guy's way too talented that eventually, like, if they just, like, they just drop the shit and let him be him, he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But until they do that, it's just like, I don't care. Like, I just, it's one of those things, it's like, if I didn't do this podcast, that fucking thing would have got fast forwarded so bad. There's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about where if I didn't have to come on this podcast and talk about it, the TV either would have been off or it would have been 32X. So line them up, knock them down. I don't know if I should be thanking you or, or, or apologizing to you. Too late to apologize. It's too late. I'm not going to go high. I don't want to, you know. I mean, only I can Bless that everyone. Note. Bless everyone. I used to be able to. Then my fucking voice dropped when I finally announced like 18. At least you can grow facial hair. Yeah. It's nice looking. You're like a discount Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Except with way better hair. He's his yeah, hair's I mean, his hair's crawling. I wish, up. I, I wish I had his muscles. He's fucking swole as shit. Mm. Oh well. Yeah. I don't know where else to go, honestly, because there's a lot of heat. There's just so much to talk about, but there's so many little things that I'm just like, ah, do they add up? Do they add up? Do they add up? I really think the one thing we should we should really get into is uh retribution. Yeah, this, seems, is the... this is the meat and potatoes of the program at this point, and it seems like it's a real thing. So at the beginning of the night, uh, they had the WWE intro and had to rewound and stopped and rewound again, turned upside down, all that stuff they usually do because, you know, if the Firefly Funhouse does it, it might as well be a big deal. So let's do it with them, too. Uh, by the way, there is no Firefly Funhouse last week. Probably not this week either, even though they said to be continued. That pissed me off. We've already no, talked to about it. No, to be continued couldn't that just mean it's the next show. It could be it's continued at some point. I An hate undefined that. Time. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Maybe think. WrestleMania. Some things are sweeter when you have to wait. So listen, listen, is a virtue. listen. I know you don't have, but listen, sometimes. Listen, you, you do it with your kids. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. In wrestling, you have no patience. Uh, listen, listen. I I use all my patience up on my children because they deserve it. Wrestling does not deserve my patience. I want it now. I want it. That, 
That's a you problem. That is a me I problem. I want my wrestling, and I want it now. I want my Bray Wyatt, and I want it now. I want my Wobbly Walrus, and I want it now. What are you, Jim Sokoloff? It's my yeah. money, and I want it now. Exactly. There you go. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, so let's talk about this. They come out. There's five of them. Apparently, there is a contract to all five of these guys because, you know. So when, that was my, that's my yeah. number one question. It says that they fucking, which makes no sense, first of all. The the, the premise of them signing them, it made literally no sense. But get past that because I'm trying not to get super angry yet. Is it that they signed all five of them or all 30 of them? Or did all the creepers get signed too that they got from AEW? Did those guys get signed too? I have no idea. The Retribution, Dark Order, whatever the fuck you want. Like, it's just like. How dare you? There is a night and day difference between these two. Yeah, because one actually got decent and one has Anna Jay and the other's the drizzling shits and has a bunch of fucking losers. Except for Mercedes Martinez, who, by the way, her being in Retribution makes no sense because the whole point of Retribution, as they told us, is people who have been stuck in the performance center forever. Mercedes got signed a fucking month ago and got called up. Good for her. Maybe she's, like, maybe she's pissed that it took her that long to get there. Well, whatever. Then they're not gonna. Then that's not what the premise she was, of the group is. Because she the was part of. These people she was part. In the she was part of the. Over. She was part of the May Young Classic, and then didn't yeah, get she signed. Wasn't signed. She didn't get no, signed. Maybe that's why she's she upset. She didn't want to be signed. Maybe bro. she's upset. Maybe that's the storyline reason. Fuck it. It's awful. Horrible. Anyway, so they. Poor they, Mercedes Martinez. So there's. So we know there's Dio who looks like the 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 predator with his uh, dreadlocks and yep. mask. We've got uh, Donovan. 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 Dominic. Dominic Dijakovic. Donovan Dijak. Uh, Mia Yim, who likes to beat up her husband, you know, because that's a thing. Yep, Mia Yim, who just, you know, we're going to ignore Keith Lee. And then uh, everybody says it's The Miz, but it, it clearly is Shane Thorne. But it's so funny. Who, by the way, I love how they said he signed a contract. He already fucking signed a Raw contract. He was on Raw for like three months. He was. He was with the Vink, and he, the God. Vink, the Vink's tweet was my favorite part with him with yeah, the hockey mask. Really yeah. But anyway, anyway, so they do they do this whole thing. By the way, the the names are fucking hysterical. Like Slapjack, T Bar, and uh, if you want to know what Slapjack means, Google it. So no, no, that, I mean, you probably should have Google. So here's here's where I would hit the de- detective button because this is where it would happen, right? We just start dancing. So let's look at this very quickly. T Bar, Mace. Which one's which, by the way? Okay, T Bar is apparently Dijack. Okay. Okay. T bar. Mace is Dio. Okay. And Slapjack is uh, <laughs> so Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne. So, so here's so here's <laughs> here's something here's something that it dawned on me today because I was you know I had a private moment to myself and I thought, holy shit, because <laughs> I never have any private moments to myself anymore. I said, holy shit, all of these guys' names are weapons. They're all weapons in some form or fashion, right? So. So here's here's my laundry list, and we're gonna go through these because it, it's Nestlemania and JC. So this is the way it would be. So these are my uh, potential new names for uh, maybe some new members of the uh, Retribution. JC, you tell me which one you like the best. You ready? All the yep. weapons. Here we go. Ready? Knuckles. Uh, I can see me and him being Knuckles. Gauntlet. Uh, Mercedes Martinez would be a good gauntlet. Katana. Ooh, you'd have to get someone else involved, but I could see that. Sickle. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever got stuck with that. Sickle, name. right? Hatchet. Hatchet could work. And then here's my personal favorite, because it's the retribution, boomerang. Oh, you this is like a, it's like comic book. Oh yeah. And comic then there's, books then there's pit, like here, here's some here's some others. Pitchfork, because you know there's gonna okay. be a, or a trident, and finally slingshot. 
Although I'm pretty sure that's close to a Marvin, but I, but I will so say is this, Ricochet but, joining. He could be Ricochet, Ricochet could be, but I'm just saying right now, folks. I mean, those are those are some crazy names, but I mean, it's better than Axe and Smash or whatever the hell we've got here. I just, I, I, when I was reading it, I said, what kind of idiot is running through a dictionary trying to find all the weapons? So you know, me being the idiot that I am, I'm like looking up medieval but weapons. They settled on Slapjack for one of them. Slapjack's a weapon. I know, but it also has another meaning that people are far more familiar with than that meaning. Because it was the first thing I thought of, too. Care to elaborate? No, it's not. You can, you can Google it. In the Urban Dictionary thing, it's it'll a, come right listen, up. Listen, we run an explicit podcast. You can All say right, yeah, it. Shane Thorne likes to use his fucking hand on his member a lot and slap it around. Slapjack. There you go. Figure it out. There you go. Yeah. I wonder what Trident would be if it was dirty. <laughs> three-pronged attack. I'm sure boomerang's probably better in that case, but, you know. Hey, I got a boomerang hanging on the wall over there uh. from Australia that my sister brought back. And you've never been? No, I have not. How, co- how could you didgeridoo that to yourself? Excuse me? Didgeridoo? No? Never mind. Above yeah. your head. You've, you've probably never heard that one. I, jumped, I, I left the dolphin on that one. Didgeridoo. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. I was trying to have the moment with you, and you just you ruined it, as per usual. Well, I mean... Some of your references, it's literally like, it's like when you like throw the ball at me like 40 feet to the left and you expect me to catch it. And then you're like, what the heck? And I'm just like. When somebody says they have the catch radius of 40 yards, I mean, you should probably catch it. Not when I'm standing here and you throw 40 yards that way. How am I supposed to catch that? You're supposed to be this great guy. I don't know how Beckham could catch that or fucking stretch. Fucking Inspector Gadget couldn't even get that shit. Mm, I don't know. Go, go Gadget Arms. Inspector Gadget. I'm just saying. So look, so anyway, we get to the whole thing where they do like 45 different promos, attack uh, Titus and uh, some, I think Shimmy Shimmy backstage. And they also yep. do some random things where it's just like, you know, they have this discount Halloween thing going on where they're all just like painting their faces. And here's here's the logical sense. So I was, gonna, I was going, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to do the Otis hope. I'm going to save my hope for retribution. That's what I'm going to do instead, folks. You hope that they disband and well, they just let these people be actual wrestlers. Sort of, sort of, sort of. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was gonna do the Otis thing, but I think that Retribution has got too much meat on the bone, and I think it's more deserving, in my opinion. So I'm gonna do that for my hope. But uh, they, they end up having a six man tag. We all know how much I love those. Um, not so great. Well, I will say this, judging by their wardrobe change, I feel like it's about a year and a half too late because, uh, you know, Dean Ambrose supporters, when he had this gimmick, you know, they're they're a little behind. If they were to come out with him, maybe we ought to taken everything more seriously. Did you take Dean Ambrose at this point two years ago seriously? No, but maybe if he had a bunch of Banes with him, maybe I'd take it more seriously than just some guy by himself with a fucking goofy Some guy with a gas mask gets replaced by some guy yeah. with a Bane mask. It's so much different. Yeah, it's the same shit, man. Poor Dijak. Recycle. Poor Dijak. Poor, poor, poor all of them. So, so here's here's me and was not my favorite. She here's 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 my other logical point, right? So there's five people that got signed and 45 people who didn't. Do the 45 people who actually didn't get signed want to help the five people that did? Because now they're part of the equation and they're not actually helping. They're part of the problem because now they're part of the machine. They're they're trying to shape WWE in their image, which is fucking shit. So you know what? It shouldn't be that hard because they're WWE. <laughs> no, it's just this is. It's been garbage from the beginning, and like I, I like there was an effort here. They gave them a different look. They've made them all bigger. They switched in Mercedes Martinez for some of the smaller ones they had in. They've they they're really like they're trying to save it, but I think it was already too far gone. And like the internet was a beautiful place when this was all happening, and it was a beautiful place still today with the jokes. Um, so that in, in terms of that, thank you Retribution for giving me the 
entertainment that I haven't had like that in a long time, but not you, in a good way for you. We're you know, laughing at you. You know what I thought of yesterday when I was watching this? I thought to myself, yeah. this isn't this isn't a curse. This isn't like a death notice for any of these five people. Yeah. This is the spirit squad. This is the you have to go through this crap. If you can survive yes. this, you'll 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 be fine. Yes. Now you're at least there. And a exactly. lot of these people have the talent to survive it because yeah. they're all very good in their own right, right. for different reasons. Like Dio uh, and so, Shane Thorne are probably gone. Well, that's the thing. I, I just I've never really seen anything with Dio. He's got the size, which will help him, so he can at least always be a sidekick or a heavy for someone. Shane Thorne's an, a very good wrestler, so there's always a place for him to job. That's why he kicked around NXT for so long. So, but the other three, like they have a lot higher potential. Right, and these um, are those are the ones that I expect to succeed regardless of what happens here. Yes. So but, this hey, is the Spirit Squad 2.0. Like, can we just get through it? Yes. You gotta survive it. So just please, for the love of God. I listen. I would. <sighs> I would very much like to see this go away. But I have a feeling yes. that this is it, the amount of segments we had because of the hurt business. Was they're like, oh, hurt business can save this. MVP cannot take forty-five people and bring them to the promised land. He can take <laughs> he's five. Got, so he's got a thousand. He, so dude, far, he's, he is, took. He took four. Ass. He took actually. You know, I'll scratch that. He took two people and Cedric Alexander to the promised land to make them a decent group. Hey, he. All, I also think he's a big reason why Apollo Crews got better sure. too. So. He drug. He drug up uh, Ricky and, and Apollo. That's fine. I'll add those two too. That's fine. <laughs> pew pew pew. But it's fine. He can't. He can't drag forty-five people to Promised Land, JC. He can't do it. No, the, the, no man this, can. This is just yeah. As good as MVP is, as much of a study is, business ain't booming enough to, to to save all these creepers. He's gonna make a boom boom in his pants, pants. All right, let's. Luke Harper's gonna come back as the exalted one. There you go. The exalted. Bleh. Anything else yeah. that you really wanted to uh, talk about here that uh, was worth your time? That was worth my time. Um, I do have a question because I was completely confused by this segment. Did a shark win the twenty four seven title, and do I care? So, this is where I get very uncomfortable because I thought it was ill advised for this to happen, considering that people are afraid of sharks. That's one. That's fine. To, like I started people are afraid of everything. But I, I but I thought I thought about this too. I was like, okay, because I was like hiding and whatever. Did did somebody die in there? And also, something. And this is where we get super serious. Was it ill timed because of what happened to Shad Gaspar? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like they're playing in the ocean and they're doing all these things. I don't know. I don't know if the people are going to go there I or not. I didn't even think about that. Okay. It didn't even cross my okay. mind. Because be it might so. just be me and I might be super hypersensitive and that's fine. But there is a portion of this where I felt like literally nothing happened. So it didn't need to happen. Like you could literally, like it was like Indiana Jones where like he did something and it, regardless of what happened, the same ending result happened where he still had the championship. You know what I mean? Like there was, there was no advancement like, in this. We have some, I mean, two acts that are funny right now in Truth and Tazawa. Let's do like a scene shoot that could be funny. I just it clearly didn't work because I just I didn't it didn't register for me. So I, I was just curious if you registered because I like so he like lost the title in the water and then he went and got it back and Tazawa like floated out to sea. That was my takeaway, I guess. There's so much of a uh, roadrunner. They got three hours. <laughs> it's a roadrunner Wiley Coyote kind of feel, and this one had literally nothing to it. And I just I I, I just thought it was bad. Like this was the worst one in my opinion. Besides the van, that one like. This one was pretty much the best. This was probably the worst moment for our truth and Would you Tazawa. say they left the dolphin while avoiding the shark? I would say that there, if there was a dolphin, they would have left it completely. Okay. And landed on their jet skis with a big, hey. I'm sorry, it's different. So maybe, hey. So, yeah, there it is. 
Anything else, or would you like to just go through the rest of this bullshit very quickly? Go for it. I don't got much hot takes on anything else. No, these aren't hot takes. These are just things that need to happen. Uh, You know, uh, it's a thing, so we're going to move on. Um, We talked about Lacey Evans. We talked about Sasha. Okay, so I think SmackDown, with the exception of Corbin and and Sheamus, eh, is what a thing. Uh, the, the woman promo has a second promo. She's almost ready to, to debut. Everybody has already said it's Carmella with the uh, tattoo, although our boy TJ said it wasn't, and then you obviously had to show the uh, the, the evidence, so to speak, or the yeah. multiple evidence. He, he said he said that um, her upper body was a little small, but then I'm like, go to Instagram, bro. I think she's been out for a while for a reason. She's got uh, she's got some Charlotte in her now. Let's put it that way. Ooh, some Charlotte, you say. Some Charlotte in her. From a Charlotte to a Harlot. There you go. Very much uh, something else we didn't talk about was the, the uh, terrible three-way tag match where everybody <laughs> fucked up and it was just awful. This match was quick and horrible. And the the, the, the premise of this match, so I'm posting in the group and I laughed because I'm like, okay, so we have Dominic and Shimmy, who are at least like their family friends. Like they, they actually like each other, but we've never seen them really team together. But then you have Seth, who beat the fuck out of Murphy last week. They're teaming again. Then you have Andrade and Garza, who haven't got a lawn in fucking months teaming together again and not only that they fucking won the match to set up rerun 3000 at fucking clash of champions like what what are we doing here man i yeah. guess i guess like someone has to fight them and they felt like the seth dominics are going their own way so these guys are the only thing left so let's have at it for the 400th time there it is <sighs> Also, also very much uh, something that was kind of interesting was uh, a theme that we saw where the matches are just made up and they don't matter, where, of course, Keith Lee takes on uh, the Mac, where there is some type of stipulation, although it doesn't matter because there's an RKO chair shot and that's a whole thing. Cuts a promo about how, how he gets turned on by ambulances and whatever and how that means something to him. And then, you know, we move on to later on in the night where, you know, there's a women's match going on and Zelina Vega just stops the match. It was just like, there's so many things that are very much the similar. That was like her, feel like her first win on TV in like three years. No, but I'm saying Zelina broke it's up the ever. Oscar match. Like it's yeah. just like, none of these things matter anymore. It's just like, nobody can lose. So we're going to cut the commercial break. If there's a brawl, nobody can look bad. And da, da, da. Except like... for Apollo Crews. He got a win because he's challenging for a title. Up. Exactly. Somebody needs to look good. The yeah. go-homes need to look good, I guess, in certain aspects. But there's so many things about this where it's like, okay, Mac and Lee. So now Lee doesn't have a match at Ch- Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. Gold he Rose. might factor into that match, though. There's going to be a lot of bullshit in that match, I feel like. I don't think it's going to go on last. That's for damn sure. What do you think going on last? Oh, come on. Mr. Ua. Yeah. Um... You're going to tell me... I don't know. You're going to tell me that they, they I, paraded I, I, honestly, this guy out and not put him on last thought about it too much but you're out of your goddamn mind jc if you don't think he's going on last it depends the i think the only way that goes on last is if we get a return or something no dun 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 dun. are you Uh, here's here's, coming at some point the paul Heyman factor and brock lesnar is happening at some point. let me ask you this much fucking the guy roman what are you more excited for legitimately it's a tough call because the thing is it's just it's whether whether if McIntyre gets the big retain against Orton or Orton stands tall with the title, I feel like that's a show closing moment. So that's why I lean that. No matter how I feel about the other match, it's just like that is two of the top guys in the company. Whereas like as awesome as Jey Uso has been, it's just like it's it's a Roman Reigns gonna retain the title in some fashion. You know what I mean? So unless if there's something planned for the end or during the match, or maybe if Roman they really finally do turn him heel and he fucking murders his cousin and that's how they go off the air. But if not, I think it's McIntyre. 
Okay. But I, but I can be talked. Listen, I can be talked into either of them. I just have a very strong feeling that it's going to be very uncomfortable at the end, and it's it, and it's more of a distinctive victory for Roman Reigns versus to me. I think Mac and Orton have just. I don't care who wins anymore. I really don't. Well, we'll get to that in the predictions because I think um, if Orton does win, that is a monumental shift for the Raw roster. So in terms of booking, what a so tease! Be very interesting. Yeah. What a tease! Uh, very quickly, a jobber alert. Lana and Natty lost again to Shania Payne and then put through a table as Team Beetlejuice was on smack. Uh, sorry, a commentary because they both... two for two going through tables. Lana yep. since uh, Miro debuted. Yep, exactly. So you know that's happening. Uh, and I think we talked. Well, we talked about uh, pretty much everything else in 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 long form. So I think we're good to go. Let's get hopeful. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? Uh, you you pick Nick. It's fine. Just call me Nick. Yeah, you pick Nick. Nicktoons, Nickelodeon. Okay. What's wrong uh, with you? So my hope, my hope is about Raw Underground. You know, since it's the one of the few things on Raw I'm actually enjoying, besides the Seth Dominic storyline that never ends, and I'm happy about it. Um, it's like okay, so Braun's kind of got this little rebirth where I actually care about him. It's interesting. It's fun. So I was looking. I'm like, there's a lot of guys that they don't use. We talk about this all the time. And there's a lot of guys I've picked out. Uh, one, two, three, four, five guys. Four of them are main roster guys. One guy's an NXT guy that I think could be a lot of fun in Raw Underground that I wouldn't mind seeing mixed in here to, like, you know, maybe they challenge the Riddy Moes or these people who are there just to kind of give us some variety. So first up is a man who was traded to Raw and has only been in the main event ever since. And by main event, I mean the show, not the actual main event. Ali! Ali! I think he could look cool with the rugged look. You can kind of give him like that little edgier vibe as opposed to like the light bright look he's going. Maybe he has to go out there in some dark clothes. I think he would be fun in a fight setting. Former cop, so he can probably get down rough and uh, rough and rumble there if he has to. Uh, next up, Shorty G. Um, very similar to Dolph Ziggler, who's had a lot of success in underground, that amateur background. Can really do anything and grapple well, submission well. You know, he can stand on the feet well. So that's another guy. Love to see, you know, take on the underground. Obviously, Cesaro's a slim uh, uh, home run. He'd be great in underground, uh, 100%. Obviously, he's got his tag team thing going there, but they're boring as fuck, so when I send him to underground, make him interesting. Uh, my boy, Oni Lorkin. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, you want to talk about fighting, man. This man would kill it in the underground, and so would his compadre. They had some great matches in NXT. Timothy Thatcher, another guy that I think will succeed in Raw Underground. I think, like, mixing in these five guys at some point. Doesn't have to be every week, but every now and then, since anyone can go there. I think it would be good for them to get them a little more exposure, get them on TV. I think it'd be good TV. So let's do it. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true in the underground. In the underground. Underground, baby. Sans Shane. Yeah. Because he's the worst in the world, Ray Ray. Sorry. Well, they got an interviewer now, so. What is, they can what, interview people. What is, Braun, can I talk to you? No, what do you want? <laughs> as, long as, as long as she doesn't go, hey, Braun. Last punch. Take me through it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That's what I don't uh, want. I don't want that at all. That's all. I would like that once just to trigger you. Of course, because you think that it's good good television or good uh, good audio when it were good content when I lose my shit. So there we go. My hope is uh, something that I thought was uh, not going to come out of my mouth, but it is now going to regurgitate back into your ears. Here it is, folks. Yeah, that that was the that was what I wanted the head tilt uh, lassie look that you just gave me. Uh, so listen, retribution, it's a thing. It's here. It's gonna happen, folks. It's not gonna go away anytime soon. So you might as well get strapped in and let just let's ride on and see what happens. So my thought was, what exactly can we do with retribution? You say, JC, that this is the worst act in WWE. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. Right now, yeah. Okay. And you said to me earlier in this program that there is a person that is the best act in WWE. I did. Not the Hurt Business. I believe it was somebody else you just said at the beginning of the program. My hope is that the retribution is somehow aligned with Seth Rollins. Now, follow me on this very quickly. Retribution is an act of payback for past good or evil. See where I'm going with this? Hence, that which is given in return, according to the merits or deserts, in present use, generally restricted to the requital of evil or punishment. Big words, folks. But what I'm hearing in here is good and evil. What I'm hearing here is a biblical sense. What I'm hearing in here is the greater good. Now, look, what I would like to see here, and this is something else that, that came across my mind. If you look at the makeup of retribution, this is where the detective hat comes in, a lot of them have scars over their eyes. And what, pray tell, JC, did Seth Rollins do to the Mysterio family? Ruin their lives. You're not even paying attention right now. I hear it clicking. I know, because I'm, 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 I may or may not be doing some work at the same time. <laughs> He took out their eyes, JC. He took out their eyes. There's a correlation there. An, an eye for an eye. Retribution can be an eye for an eye in exact equal opportunity amount. There it is. Also very much so. I think that we're on a collision course for retribution in the Mysterio family. I do. I really do. And here's what I would like to see. He had what? Retribution. Yeah, they have. They have. So here's here's what I would like to see. I think at some point the Mysterio family is going to get a, a one-up on Seth Rollins. And I would love to see a point in which they're all beating up Seth Rollins. And all of a sudden, there is an absolute swarm of just retribution around the Mysterio family. And Seth Rollins is there as the Messiah. And he finally has his greater good in droves of idiots that wear discount Creepers. Halloween masks. Creepers. That will tell you there is the exalted one, by the way, Seth Rollins, who will be a better so he's, exalted he's one. He's the Brody Lee of WWE. Yes. Like so uh, I think that that would be interesting only from a biblical sense and I think an eye for an eye sense and, and just having some something that's terrible and making it something better. And here's the other thing, too. This is where you get really uncomfortable. You could get to a point of just the women beating up the Mysterio women. The men beating up the Mysterio men, you can get a lot of miles out of this because the one thing we really can't do in this program right now with Seth Rollins and the Mysterio family is Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, they can't lay their hands on Aaliyah or Mrs. Mysterio. I mean, they can, but it probably isn't. It ain't going to make air, that's for much. damn sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, Buddy, Buddy's still getting whipped somewhere in a, in a previous universe. He's still getting beat up uh, by Singapore Canes. However, yep. I think this is an interesting aspect of this because Seth Rollins can sit there and be the big, mega big boss with the 45 people behind him. And all the five people that are there can all fight the Mysterio family. And still the Mysterio family can just have somebody to beat at some point. And I think that having some type of like just they, they can make more comparisons to Christ. They can make it feel very uncomfortable and religious and go as far as they want to with retribution, especially where it's supposed to be good and evil. And it's Seth has trying to transcend himself to a point of like, he doesn't care about the machine or the money and all that stuff. He's trying to 
make WWE in his image, which is very much what Retribution said they were going to remake WWE in their image, folks. So there is a lot of parallels here, whether we like it or not. So I would think you take something bad, you take the good, you take the bad, and there you have the facts of life, or Seth Rollins. And I believe he is the only man, folks, that can make something out of this chicken shit. That's my hope. So two things on this. Did you have? Did we talk? I might have talked about it with someone else. It wasn't like a serious thing. But I was like, "What if Seth Rollins?" Like we talked about, like Seth Rollins being the leader of this. But the only flaw for me in the logic is they want to destroy WWE because overlook Seth Rollins is the ultimate WWE guy. This guy has been handpicked from the beginning down to NXT all the way up to the main roster until he became champion. Literally handpicked. So granted, things I guess have changed, and so you could definitely sell me on it because he'd be a much better leader than whatever they're doing now. But that, that is the one little flaw with it. But it would be interesting. I just, Seth is doing his best work right now. So keep the worst thing. He was the worst thing for a while. Keep him away from the worst thing now. Ah. Because keep him away from it. Ah, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yes. Becky Lynch. Yes. Has a child. Yes. Possibly a boy. Okay. So then we have the father, the son, and Retribution is kind of the Holy Spirit. And technically, Becky Lynch as, like, you know, Mary. There's a lot of parallels here, folks, that we can go with if we really want to get uncomfortable. Just saying, it could potentially happen. You want to make them... You want to make them... I think it's more likely that um, the Mysterio family's revenge is they find out Seth isn't the father. Of Becky Lynch's there kid? Yeah, there you go. Oh, there boy. Coming full circle, baby. Double turn. Let's go. If Dominic, somebody actually said on Twitter, Dominic is the father of Becky Lynch's baby. I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Incredible. That would be terrible. That would be terrible. Terrible. That, that's also, that's probably a bigger age gap than uh, Lee and Buddy Murphy. So I don't even know how old Dominic is anymore. Dominic's 22 and Becky Lynch is she's like 34. So she, yeah, so it's about, it's, she's about, it's about one it's year the same, more age gap. It's the same thing. It's, yeah. it's it's just is as much as uncomfortable. So it, it's yeah. it's uncomfortable either, either way. Peace there, old man. Watch right. Harold and Mod. Watch Harold and Mod. Anyway, that'll make you uncomfortable. Anyway, so that's, that's about eighty twenty. All right, let's get into something else. Let's get into our comebacks this week. This wasn't very much a heavy comeback week, so there's not a lot oh, to pick from. Oh, ah, Big Tadissa, you are feeling the power of Big E, who made his return. Because uh, uh, Sheamus found out his car was getting towed after he was praising his job or security guard. Doing a great job. And then he walks out, and there's Big E frothing at the mouth in his bright pink shirt. I love it. Uh, he chased Sheamus off, and then he just beat the living piss out of uh, security jobber number 12. I always enjoy a good ass beating. Uh, destroyed a car. And then Adam Pierce, Mr. TV himself, had to ask Big E to leave. So, Big E, it's good to have you back. Um, I know everyone wants you to wait to the Royal Rumble, too, because... You know what's a great way to cool people off WrestleMania? Have them leave for fucking six months after you get a tiny little taste. But uh, he's back, uh, and I'm excited for more Big E going forward. You know what I loved is that he had a time to set up, and he still couldn't beat up Sheamus. Like, <laughs> Sheamus had a probably less of a plan and still beat up Big E. He's a but the baby, But the babyface had a better plan and still couldn't foil Sheamus. So I'm just saying, it makes him look like a fool. too personal for him, man. Sheamus makes him look like business, a fool. Big E too personal for him it's because Seamus is wearing the hat man and the gloves and the, and the straps I'm telling you he's a, he's a fella he's a fella you can't beat a fella can't my, deny the rocks that he got he's got he's the fella from the block my comeback this week is to the real leader of the Lucha House Party a man that wears a mask and a hat because that was ridiculous enough as it is Kalisto <laughs> oh my God. this made me giggle in ways that I did not understand it is so stupid and so fun I am excited to see where this goes 
Uh, I know how much you hate Lucha House Party, but the fucking mask and the hat, dude. I hope this is a thing every fucking week. I hope he, I hope he's more delirious every week. I really do because it's so bad. It's so bad. But I gotta watch you know what it. What would make it less bad for me? What is if they didn't have the fucking virtual pinatas on the entrance? Just delete the pinatas. Delete. I just, I, I'll always, like I said, I say it every week. I'll always have love for Kalisto because he's given me two of my favorite things: that Selena Del Sol live and that fucking chairs match with Baron Corbin. But good grief, man! Lucha House Party as a unit, it's your fucking line. Get him out of here. He's doing his lucha thing, man, and I appreciate yeah. the so lucha you weren't thing. Kidding. What a shitty fucking comeback. Good grief. Yeah, because, you know, your comeback was so much better. It was. It was to one of the future top stars of the company who literally came back and felt the power. You don't feel the power. You're a new to hater. It's okay. But we should get to the big finish. Yes. We should get to the slapjack of this program. <laughs> um, we're going to get to our Clash of Champions predictions. We're going to talk some number one contender NXT for our boy TJ. Uh, we're going to talk about AEW's two-night spectacular. But uh, first, I'm going to socialize the pod. You're listening to this likely on iTunes, so if you are there, five stars, five flames, leave us a review. Um, you can re-up the five stars every week. It helps us out. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, but we're also available on Anchor or Google Play or Spotify or Stitcher, archived on the YouTubes. So uh, if you hook us up with some love there. We'd appreciate it as well. Jobberknocker.com, WrestleMania. That is our website. There's all sorts of great shit, including this week will be the staff predictions for Clash of Champions. So be on the lookout for that shit. I've been dominating this year. I don't even think I've got one around. Um, but also uh, our weekly. We got great weekly content, man. Today's Tuesday, Impact Wrestling. Tomorrow's Wednesday, NXT, AEW. Thursday, we go across the pond for NXT UK. A lot of good shit, man. Happening on the Jobber Knocker Twitter at Jobber Knocker at SMN at JC of the JK at Rare, DQ of the JK at Ray Ray of the JK at Billy 2411 at Joe Pollock 47 at TJ of the JK at The Real Deal B Cox at Dommy Feds 33 Facebook Jobber Knocker Instagram Jobber Knocker because we're everywhere you want to be on the mother social media bitches. Oh, right, let's do it. Let's run through it. Uh, where would, you, would you like to start with the Clash of the Champions? Uh, the only thing that we have in the the Knocker Predictions uh, thread is Clash of Champions, by the way. So let's okay. do Clash of Champions. Well, yeah, the, the other shit's for like the weekly shows, bro. Okay, well, because, I'm, just, I'm just saying. You know, you're NXT haters, so we got to talk about it. Um, but so first up, it's, it's the worst program they have. That is we have is. nine titles, so the every actually we have ten, the 24-7 championship, but it is uh, not listed here. But I'm assuming there will be something with that because every title has to be defended 24-7 hours a day. Uh, number one on this list, though, was a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. It is on the kickoff show, I believe. Asuka defends against Selena Vega. This is an Asuka win. I was going to say, if it's not Asuka, I would be shocked. But it definitely is going to be a quick, easy thing. This might actually be a job. Well, no, it'd be on the pre-show, so probably get some time. I was thinking if it was on the real show, it would probably get five minutes with entrances. Yeah. So. Happy for Selena. She's getting a shot. But uh, I think uh, this is, uh, it's undeniable. What's going to fucking happen? Uh, so next up, we have a SmackDown Women's Championship match where Bailey defends and defeats Nikki Cross. Well, that was very quick of you. I would say also, we've already talked about this. Hopefully that, that Bliss will end up, you know, doing something here to make it, you know, not the same thing we've seen 45 fucking times. Speaking of the same thing we've seen 45 fucking times, tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Dun, dun, dun. The Street Profits defense on, against Andrade and Angel Garza and Nestlemania. When anytime I see a match booked for the thousandth time, aka like Cesaro and Nakamura, can you get shots? It's like, 
Are they really going to flip the titles? But they can't do it. Keep it on the Street Profits. I'm picking the Street Profits. Wow, you're picking the Street Profits. I did not expect you to go that way. If they fucking lose, man, I'm going to turn off this shit. Really? You're going to turn off the entire thing? How are you going to do this podcast without knowing what's going on? Because I'll have to turn it back on eventually. You ready for this? Yep. This is where I separate myself from the pack. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad pick. The opposite way. The opposite way. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to say that uh, the uh, the Angel Angel CN tandem finally get it done because they're going to do it without Zelina Vega. And then Zelina is going to lose and say, okay, I tried and I want to come back in. And they're going to go, Psh, bitch, please get out of here. That's what's going to happen. Interesting take. I don't know if it'll go that direction, but I could see them losing or winning whatever we're talking about. U.S. title match. Speaking of another one we've seen a bunch of times. Bobby Lashley defends against Apollo Crews. I would assume this is a Lashley crush. And he retains because business is booming and they need their champion as the CEO. I don't think he put it in here. He didn't put in Lashley. I think got added late. Okay. Well, you can you can add it too. Bro. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. I'm doing TJ's that, job TJ. for him. Actually doing something helpful. Yep, I am. And you picked uh, Lashley. I picked Lashley because you know it's a thing. All right, we're gonna move on because that doesn't deserve any more attention. Speaking of, probably doesn't deserve our attention. Tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Cesaro and Nakamura, Nakazaro defend against the Lucha House losers. We don't know which of the three it's going to be, but I don't think it fucking matters because Nakazaro will retain. Yeah, it's going to be Mania, baby. Nakazara, Nakazara, Nakazara. Uh, next up, uh, speaking about tag team, Hala Hala Hala. Let's go, girls. Shania Payne defends against the Riot Squad of Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. This odd, fairly odd couple thing has been working for Shania Payne. They've been entertaining, um, but the Riot Squad are legitimately the only tag team here. So, WrestleMania, who you got? Uh, this is a real question. I'm trying to type in Shania Payne, and it keeps coming in something completely different. So, Shania Payne, so is, you know, yeah, it's it's Shania Payne every single day. Every thing, thing I'm telling you right now, these guys, these women, excuse me, these women are going to hold these championships probably till at least Royal Rumble. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, considering there's no competition um, and the, the, the size discrepancy, they literally would have to turn each other, I think, for the ride squad to win. But I don't think it's time yet. So uh, I am also going to pick the Shania Payne. Retainomania, let's go. Well, this one, it has two-thirds of a chance of being Retainomania. Triple threat ladder match. Pew, 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 for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. They call the true champion Jeff Hardy, but those that are woke know that Sami Zayn is also the truest of champions. And AJ Styles is just along for the ride. Nestlemania, I'm picking Sammy motherfucking Zayn because the title on him is best for business. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm more excited for Sammy Zayn. It's what I want. I need it. I have to have it. So I'm going to say Sammy because the other two just have already, they've done everything they can at the IC Championship, in my opinion. And uh, I just think Sammy Zayn's, he's just good television. He's just he's plain old good TV. Television. Yep. So we're in agreement there yep. as well. Uh, so now we have the two main events. Uh, we don't know which one will go where, but we will start with the singles match for the WWE Universal Championship. Damn it. Damn it. With possibly without the damn it. Damn it. Or the vest. As our boy Ray Ray pointed out, he is with Paul Heyman and his championship defending against his cousin. Uso, Jay Uso, Nestlemania. We're picking Roman Reigns, correct? Hear me out. Okay, pick Jay Uso, please. Please. So. I'm not saying Jey Uso is going to win. I think Roman Reigns will win. But there is a feeling in my bones that he is going to mercifully kill Jey Uso and they are going to stop the match. Stop the match or 
they're going to reverse the decision and reward him by DQ, the champ, not the championship, but the match. So he won't win the match, but he won't be able to lose the match. So you're picking Jey Uso. No, I'm picking Roman Reigns. Ah, <laughs> uh, you fucking coward. No, there, but there's that real that, that I mean, I'd be shocked if I was right, but I feel like there is that that feeling of like. Well, if if it happens, you get no credit because you didn't pick it. Because so. I got no balls, no yep. balls, no balls, no balls. No, hashtag no balls nestle. <laughs> Next up, button. we have the main event, in my opinion, the ambulance, the ambulance match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defends his WWE title against Randy Orton WrestleMania. It might finally be time for the Viper to raise it for, would it be his 11th? I'm so bad at 14th, you are terrible. 14th. I told you I'm fucking awful at it. But uh, you know who deserves to break John Cena's record? Probably Randy Orton. But yeah, I don't think he cares about that. But you know what, WrestleMania? When I saw Ambulance match, I think a lot of us went the same direction. This is the chance for them to do it. Do they do it? I'm picking Orton. I've, I've gone back and forth. Legitimately, like, I never think about these things before the podcast. When I was getting the card ready, I was like, I made a case for Drew McIntyre in my head. I made a case for Orton in my head. And I just went back and forth, like, but I just, this is tough, man. This is tough. But, fuck it. But, see, I was just about to say a name, but now I want to say the other name. Is there a coin? Do I have a coin? Do I have a coin? This is great just, uh, radio. They can't even uh, see the outcome. You could be lying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip a flask. I didn't even call which one was which. <laughs> you are um, awful at this. Uh, so champion is this, challenger is that. And it went off the table. I can't remember what I picked, but give me Drew McIntyre. There it is. Fuck it. I don't feel good about it. That's, I think, why this is good, because uh, I can't predict it either way. So there you go. All right. Mania for me, I have zero new champions. Well, there you go. I I, uh, I locked all the picks in. Everybody's picks are supposed to be in it uh, today because TJ said, because Nestle can't have the bench about it. So I, this is my favorite thing because I, I always do it as a joke. Be like, we have a handicap, which we do by picking early. But I do it more of as a joke, an excuse. So if we do fail, that's the reason. And I love that TJ's like gone back at it and be like, nope, fuck you. We're doing it. I respect it. <laughs> Petty for petty, baby. You always got to go for petty for petty. Speaking of petty, we're going to talk about NXT right now at WrestleMania. There is a number one contender gauntlet match for the NXT title for whoever will face Finn Balor at TakeOver, which is soon. Uh, Cameron Grimes to the moon takes on Kushida, uh, Bronson Reed, Kyle O'Reilly, and Timothy Thatcher. Who you got? It ain't going to be Thatcher. It ain't going to be Reed. It ain't going to be... Who's the other guy? Kushida. Kushida? Yeah, no. It's, it comes it's Kyle down. Kyle O'Reilly or Cameron Grimes? You got yep. you got to pick one of those two. You, you, you have O'Reilly. to. It's Kyle O'Reilly, right? I so here's the thing. In my head, I want it to be Cameron Grimes in the worst Me too. way possible. Me too. But I've seen Grimes Balor. Grimes has beaten Balor. Right, and I just I want it to happen in the worst way possible. But it has to be Kyle O'Reilly. Has to be. Has to be. It feels like they're they're co-feeing Kyle O'Reilly with like the weird the weird little like face turn teases they've had backstage. He's always been in a tag team in WWE. I know you love him. A lot of people really, like, really enjoy him because he's really good at his job. He's an unsung hero. He's been in the biz for a long time. But WWE's only used him as a tag team wrestler. I think this is an opportunity. Balor probably requested it, so I also agree. Kyle O'Reilly. Woman's number one contender, Battle Royal. I looked at this list, and it's got to be Rhea Ripley, right? If it's not Rhea Ripley, it's got to be something stupid like that. the uh, the bodyguard for Dakota so Kai. So who's the dark horse? Because I have a dark horse. Can you name anybody? You're that... going to love it. You're going to love my dark horse. Shots. What is one of the best parts of NXT right now? The Robert Stone brand. Who? Aaliyah? By the Robert... Imagine if fucking Aaliyah, if this is her moment, 
Aaliyah Io Shirai would probably be a pretty good match. It'd be an interesting feud because Robert Stonebrand has now crossed over a little bit in the Io Shirai. And they, Ripley, they can have her considered a feud with the big kahuna there, like you said, whatever her name is. Uh, Dakota Kai is heavy. So, WrestleMania, I'm going out in the land. Give me Aaliyah in the episode. Wow. Yeah, baby. I, I honestly, I if it's I be I think it should be Candice LeRae based on what she's doing, but you know, got the wrong thing to do. That'll probably be a no. Takeover I match. know, I know, but I would love to see her do it. I just think she's 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 on her way. If she's not going to be the one to dethrone EO, I'd be shocked. You know what I mean? All right. Well, that'll be interesting. But uh, we're gonna jump to AEW now because uh, tonight's special Tuesday edition features a Scorpio Sky match, whatever, and a Jay versus Brandy Rose dream match. Finally, I'm excited for that. I'm gonna try to catch it, but also WrestleMania. You know what the main event of AEW is tonight? The main event player? You know what it is because I told you what it is. And you're frowning at me. Sean Spears, main event of AEW tonight. Going to be great. But Wednesday night, we do have a title match. Who's he facing? I don't even know. Some guy I've never heard of. But he's some he's a main signed. event and a guy that you've never heard of. Yeah, what a great yeah, main event. because Sean Spears is elevating him. Because Oh, Sean my Spears goodness is gracious, JC. But we go to Wednesday because Orange Cassidy is challenging for a title. He takes on the exalted one, Brody Lee. Does he have any shot? No, no fucking way. What are your expectations for that match? Because we haven't really seen Cassidy outside of Jericho stuff in a while. I think that uh, Cassidy has obviously been elevated because of the Jericho factor, but I don't necessarily think that they can take Brody Lee down a peg at this point. They need to continue. He needs some big wins, and this is as we talked about. Some people get some elevation, so other people can get elevated off of them. I believe that Brody Lee is going to use steppage all over, squeeze, squish over Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to retain too, but I think it's uh, saying that the only reason Cassidy got over is because of Jericho is insane, because Cassidy has literally been the best part of AEW since he's been there, but... I do agree that that feud has been super hot by, and I loved it. And they uh, they milked all the pulp out of it, but they could. You can't they milk pulp. That shit. You can't they milk pulp. They slapjacked it. You're right. They slapjacked it. They slapjacked the orange to get the pulp out. Anything else you want to do about that pulp? Or are we good? I do not want to talk about pulp. I hate. I'm pulp free, guys. No pulp. Strictly no pulp. You put pulp orange juice in front of me. I ain't touching it. That shit ain't going anywhere near my mouth. I don't need chunks going down my throat in a liquid. That is disgusting. On that note, do you have anything? Am else? I wrong? No, I'm. Am good. I wrong? I'm not. I'm, you like chunky milk? No. I don't like chunky milk. So now, why would you like chunky orange juice? Nope. Ugh. You cretins that drink pulp. I, I don't know how you do it. Anyway, I think that's everything. On that note, we hope you enjoy Clash Clash of Champions Gold Rush, and we'll be back. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot to have a moniker. <laughs> gotta have a moniker. Everything's gotta have a moniker. You never see it coming. And that will be the end of the show, folks. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week for more Jobber Knockery. Maybe Mandy. Ah!